0: Welcome to the Energetic Principles Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Lafera, an astrologer, tarot consultant, all-around creative from sunny San Diego, California. And this is the 101st episode of the podcast, airing November 15th, 2020. Now, I am pleased to present to you my discussion with the fabulous Stormy Grace, who will join me for a talk titled, Our Story in Moon Cycles. And so Stormy and I are going to talk about the importance of the lunar cycles in relation to mundane living our natal charts, and the way our progress charts play out over time. And so we run through the eight stages that facilitate both growth and decay and how they play into our initial story and how the story changes on the micro and macro level. We bring in tons of examples to help you better understand yourself and others through this practical and life-affirming technique so you can know where you are at at this point in your life and avoid riding the horse the wrong way. Now, a fabulous way to show appreciation for this podcast and my astrological efforts is by making a one-time donation over at Mel's Tip Jar, or you can book a consultation with yours truly, uh, all of which can be done directly through my site at energeticprinciples.com. Now, I also want to announce that I will be soon opening up enrollment for my 201 astrology course that will be coming at the beginning of 2021, Uh, and it's going to cover predictive techniques such as transits and progressions to the natal chart. So if that is something you are interested in, stay tuned. Uh, There will be more on that to come. All right. So who is ready to hear all about the cycles of the moon? So important. So important. So here we go. Now, let's meet our guests. All right, I am so pleased to present uh, this episode's
1: guest. We have Stormy Grace with us. Stormy, thank you for joining me. Yeah. Thanks for asking me. This is so fun. And you were just um, on my channel. So I feel like reciprocity is happening. Oh, don't you love reciprocity? You know, this is a, hey, that's what friendship is
0: made out of. You know, you scratch my back, I scratch yours. We give the public what they want. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I had a great time on Stormy's show, by the way. So if you do not follow Stormy on YouTube, You definitely should. She's got all types of content, including uh, the Eat and Greet programs, which I was on um, just, what was it, like
1: two weeks ago? How long ago was this? Yeah, it's, I don't know. In my mind, it's like March 127th. So I don't actually know what date that was, but sometime recently, and it was lovely. (laughs) October 21st, it just came to my head because I remember
0: Venus was trying Pluto. So what did we talk about? Well, we talked about the Jupiter-Saturn conjunction that's coming up uh, in late December here around the solstice time. And also this Mars retrograde action that has been happening that is kind of tied into it from my point of view. And we had a great talk. Um, It had uh, I was surprised how many views it had. It had a good... A lot of people tuned in to watch it. Um, And so definitely check that out. But it's so funny that we brought in the Mars retrograde component um, because as Stormy and I are recording this episode uh, here today, where we're going to talk about the um, moon cycles, basically, our story and moon cycles. And there's a lot to unpack there. Um, But as we're having this conversation, uh, Mars is stationing direct. That's right. Yes. And Jupiter just conjuncted Pluto. Um, And what did you just say, Stormy, about this day. What's this day? It's just
1: fabulous. It is. I woke up. It was a little sleepy, a little hard to actually get going, but ultimately it's so good. Like when the lights came on, I was like, mama is home. Let's (laughs) do it. It's a Venus day. It is good. Let's do this. I feel it.
0: I feel it. You know, and I had the, I totally slept in on myself too, which I do not have time to sleep in right now. Um, <laughs> you know, Mars being the ruler of the first and six, I'm like, Oh, I got so much to do today. Um, but you know, that, that's fine. But there was something that turns the page. I will share real quick. Um, that yesterday uh, as Jupiter was conjuncting Pluto and as Venus was squaring into it with a Libra moon, mm. um, Two, uh, I had my first past life regression.
2: Oh, uh, yes, my
0: gosh, and what did you think, oh my gosh, it was intense, wow. it was uh, freeing. Like, so it's like the today's a good day, but today's a good day for other reasons because, like, ancient you know, like, and I am not ancient. I think it was the last life I lived. And I'm going to talk about this all the, the the person that I did the past life regression with, uh, Daniel is going to be on my program in a couple of weeks. Um, so I'm not going to give it all away because we're going to talk a lot about it then. Um, but it was quite an experience. So I just love that my chart ruler is turning direct today after, you know, Mm -hmm. being two months
1: behind, you know, in, yeah. So, yeah. My sentiments, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Brilliant, yeah. Well, and I have a I have a Venus in Aries. So I'm just pumped that I'm like, yeah. It's just a really good Venus day on this side. Like, I'm like, Venus, you are all right, my friend. <laughs> right? That's right. That's right. She is yeah. all right. She's all right <laughs> with me.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah, well, and she's all right over hanging out in Libra right now. Although she's in for something this weekend. When, I'm, when this Ooh. program actually airs, she's going to be square in Pluto. Uh, square Jupiter, um, which is interesting after just having that conjunction, obviously, and then going on to square Saturn, and so she's in for some things. Yeah, she's she's
1: like so so happy to see all of you. Oh my God, you're so crabby, right? It's kind of that kind of vibe I feel like happens where she's got to get like a reality adjustment, just a little, like just just, just a, little. a little. But for right now, she's sure today.
0: she's as snug as a bug in a rug, <laughs> enjoying her. <laughs> Oh uh, yes! All right. So, well, before we get started here with our topic of this program, um, Stormy, tell the listeners just a little bit about yourself before we get started, so they know you know who your fabulous
1: self is. Yeah. Thanks. Okay. So I, you know what? Really, I'm kind of a regular old human being, and that is the best thing I think I'm bringing to the table, honestly, right? I'm like, I have done dumb stuff on this planet. I have done good stuff on this planet. And it all adds to the understanding that the entire time I have been in and living my astrology. So as an astrologer, it's like, gives me a really nice kind of position of neutrality with people where I'm like, I love this. Because I'm available for your good, your bad, and your development between the two. You know, that's a lovely place to be. And, you know, my experience with astrology is that um, it's just been a part of my life since I was little. And as I, I went to this um, metaphysical fair with my mom when I was really little, and it was really cool, but I was watching an astrologer do a chart and more than watching her, I felt like I was being called home to mm-hmm. it. And that was, that was the gig, but it did not look like, you know, so then I started doing charts and all of that stuff. I didn't do any of that. I went into traditional academia and I was like, oh, I'm going to become a doctor. Right. And I was like, well, I don't like fluids or touching people. So that is out. Like I can't be a doctor. Right. And I didn't understand at that particular time that, um, I was going to be a different kind of doctor. So my doctorate is actually in business, but I took business Mm. and astrology and put them together to show people how to heal the soul of their business or to guide the soul of their Mm. businesses. And so, you know, I have this cool mix that I've only found out in the last seven years, folks, by the way, uh, that I'm a really good entrepreneur and I can show other people how to do that. And it turns out I'm a pretty good astrologer too. Ah! Right? I love it. Well, so here we are. This, you know, this, and that's
0: that's the best part about astrology to me is the hybrids that can come out of it. Mm-hmm. Because it's not just about, you know, practicing astrology, it's like how can astrology work in many facets of life? You know, it's just it's kind of like an ends to a mean in some sort. Like that's and that's so. And that's interesting that you brought that up because it's something that I got from my past life regression yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is the idea of the hybrid and how? Yeah. And I love when people use astrology for um, you know psychoanalysis, um, you know b- business. As you're talking about, um, I mean, from the get go, astrology was used uh, for you know nations and the kings and knowing right. when to make mundane moves of sorts. And so it's not. It's not just pigeonholed within, um, you know, just being an astrologer that's like consulting other people. You can really, there's so many creative mutations, I think, that can come out of using it. And that's what I'm, me personally, am looking forward to in my own uh, practice with it, is how am I going to mutate this into a a unique form that can take this ancient art and really, you know...
2: Niche it in
0: a way that can make it work. So I love that you do that, Stormy. You know, like that. I don't know anybody else that does. I haven't heard a guess yet. So that being said, because I always ask people what sparked their interest in astrology, was it at that fair when you saw the uh, at the psychic fair or at the when you saw the woman doing the chart? Was that kind of the moment or when when was like "Mm, I'm getting in here
1: now. Yeah. Well, I think it's like, okay, so there there was a moment that like re-sparked. But from the time that I was really little, you know, my Claire's work very well, which I don't think is anything special, by the way. I want to just put that out there. If you're Claire audience, Claire Sentient, any of that kind of stuff, I literally think we were built to be that way. It just so happened this lifetime those were, the space was cleared out enough for those to work well for me since I was young. That's it, right? But they're available to all of us. So it was just always a whisper back there. I think I saw the woman do the thing, understood what she was doing, and it brought the understanding of what the whisper was kind of into a material form in this lifetime. Mm. But as I was going along, I did 10 years, I did a decade as a radio DJ and working in radio. And I used astrology mildly there. So it was always there, but it was nothing short of a spiritual experience, a cosmic rearrangement, all of that, that I walked through the doors of this radio station that I loved. Like, I want to be clear, I loved what I did, right? I tell people when I fell into radio, I fell in love because I did. I fell in love with that whole business. Um, But I walked through the doors and it hit me. Like, it was like energy hit me that I was like, oh my God, I'm going to leave my perfectly stable job and go be a YouTuber on astrology, talking about astrology. P.S., that means I'm going to actually start my astrology practice officially and professionally. And that is a lot to get at 7 a.m., y'all. That's a lot. (laughs) That is a lot to get when you think, I just, you know, got this sweater on today. I'm here to do a little radio work. And by the way, you're going to leave and rearrange your whole life. So that was a cosmic moment. Did you run that, a chart for that? Tell me you ran a chart for that day. Oh, I did. Of course I did. you did. And it was a good, it was a good, it was a good day. And I'm going to tell you, I think when any of these big rearrangements have happened for me, the planet that gets involved for me the most is Neptune. Every time a little something has happened with Neptune, I like get married or I start a business or I, whatever. I mean, even recently I had some Neptune interaction and I was like, oh, well, wait a minute. I know how to build that. Why don't I do it? right? So it has created a branch off of the business that I have now. So I'm like, look, I don't know what it is about Neptune, but I'm sure <laughs> I'm going to know what it is about Neptune soon, right? Oh, uh, I don't
0: know what it is about Neptune. That's a funny statement just to make it general.
2: I, know, right? <laughs> uh, I
0: don't know what it is about Neptune, but speaking of someone going through their Neptune square right now, I'm on the final. I'm, I just had one pass a couple of weeks ago, or like a week or so ago and I got one more to go in December because, you okay. know, the square, it, it takes a couple years to get through. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm on the, and wow, yeah, it does, does whisper something totally different. Are you in the Neptune and Sag camp with me? Are we both
1: Neptune and Sagittarius? I, I am Neptune yeah. in Sag, yeah. Yeah, just I, So it could be that, but I'll tell you, you know, so Neptune, I have Pisces on the descendant, Right but I have a stellium in Libra. And I think that sometimes even I, for a very long time, did not give Libra the credit of being as business savvy and oriented as it is. Mm. So I think somehow through that collaboration, from what I've seen, just kind of patterning, that's what I do. Neptune gets the stimulation in my chart and all of that Libra is like, oh, seventh house, is that you? Let's build something. It's fabulous. So I look forward to bringing the uh, truth of whatever that reality is. As I find it. And I like hearing good things about
0: Neptune too, because sometimes Neptune can get a, a bad rap and there are challenging things that happen with Neptune, but they're also the, like these blessings mm-hmm. and these like cosmic, uh, you know, turning points and just the whisper that you're, you're talking about, or this yeah. like seeding in of like spiritual direction that absolutely comes with it. It's like the dream, uh, it formulates or shifts when Neptune is, uh, present and sometimes it can pop the bubble and maybe that's part of it. Like you yeah. like you say you're like leaving the uh the radio bit and you're like this, but wait, this was my dream job. This was my perfect, like I I'm have this really good. But spirit was basically like, oh, but you haven't tried this yet. And you've already like, no maybe don't get so comfortable here because and it's always hard to leave a good thing because I had the same thing when I left to, to practice professionally and do, you know, work in, well, I was doing music on my own, but I was also working at a place called Day Tripper where I put together tours for seniors to go all over California and like Aww. travel and like live their best life, you know, in their older years. And by all accounts, anybody would love to have that job. Like it was yeah. a great job not right now in COVID time. So nobody's, okay, like <laughs> nobody's nobody traveling is. on day tripper. Um, no. But, you know, and so it's, it's always interesting to have to make those decisions, but you're making them off the faith of mm-hmm. knowing that there's uh, some other spiritually oriented um, yeah. experience for you to go down. Yeah.
1: So. yeah, And that that is it. Because when I talk to people about it today, I'm like, first of all, I've got Jupiter and Scorpio in the third house. So I'm really not easily convinced of anybody's truth. (laughs) I'm like, well, let's take that apart. Like, I am the ultimate fact check chick, Mm. right? So I'm not easily convinced. But spiritually, it is a business for me that is built on faith because I literally had two kids, a mortgage was still in school. I had all of this stuff going on. And I was like, I can't tell you why. This is so scary, and I know it's right. I know I'm not going to starve. I know we're going to be okay. And I know I don't know anything else other than that. And that is a Neptunian whisper that comes. But you know, as I had time to sit and evaluate it, the entire time that I was in radio, Neptune was whispering, Don't get comfortable. You're just in training. Mm. And what that looks like today is that I have successful broadcasting experience to bring to the table in our community, right? Yeah. And so it's, it doesn't it doesn't make sense all the time at the time, but well after now I'm like, geez, universe, that's so good. <laughs> I you know I love
0: it because I like to say you know nothing is wasted. Like whatever we do before, mm-hmm. it's all leading up to. And that's kind of like what you're telling me with my progressed balsamic moon when we were talking earlier, and we're going to talk about some of uh, the moon here shortly. Um, but the idea that like everything that we encounter means something. It's part of who we are. It's part of how we can continue on and do the next stage of what we're here to do. Um, And it's such an elegant design and a timeline that we are given. Um, And why it's so important to kind of like go with the flow of certain things wherever we find ourselves because we never know what we're going to pick up there. Mm -hmm. That is going to carry us along for the rest of the journey. And so I love that you were in
1: training the whole time. And um, I love that. That's great. It was just really wild. And I remember I would like try to advance and like get prominent shifts and shows and stuff like that. And even though I would be broadcasting in a couple different states, like doing different shows, it's like I was only allowed to stay at the level of training and I never understood Mm. why. I just couldn't understand it. And then it, today it makes sense. And I'm like, I would have never played by the FCC's rules. And that's a real problem yeah. in radio. <laughs> yeah. Which, <I> <laughs> which we were
0: also talking about our Mercury-Uranus uh, <laughs> aspects in both of our charts. And so, yeah, when it comes to playing by the rules of what's to be said... Uranus, don't play like that. Uh, you cannot. Yeah, I, I feel you. I wouldn't be able to do that either. I'm like, you want me to say what? You want me to say something that's not what I want to say? Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a real challenge. But, it is. But you it know? is. Yeah. Well, congratulations for that shift. And so how long have you been doing? Um, how long has it been since that?
1: Yeah, seven seven years. Seven years, a Saturn cycle. (laughs) We hit a Saturn cycle. Stormy Grace as a business hit a Saturn cycle and it was time to come out officially amongst, not people, I've been working all seven years, right? But come out amongst the community and really be with other astrologers, which I have to tell you, like it has not been a great year for some people. We all got put on a pause, right? But for my leap out to come and meet you guys. You were a captive audience because none of y'all were going anywhere. So I was like, (laughs) we're available for interviews. It was like a cosmic conspiracy that I absolutely jumped on board. I was like, yep, yep. Stephen Forrest, you're not going anywhere because you can't. Uh, Melissa, you're not going anywhere because you can't. Why do we meet online? And it was, it has been beautiful. And people mm-hmm. need it now more than ever, right? Because they're not gonna yeah. go anywhere
0: too. <laughs> um, right. And we all want to know more right now, too, because it's like when you're in the thick of um yeah. just circumstance, uh, especially societal circumstance, like, oh, we're hungry to know what mm-hmm. what's going on, what's this is all about, not only in the immediate sphere, but like just life in general, because we have a pause, the the but you know, a pause button was pushed and we're all like, hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm, Okay. Yeah. Um, Which I think has been so significant for even our topic today, because so many people got put on pause that it was like, what is going on in my life? And I look at and use lunar phases to work smarter, not harder. I'm like, please don't work against your life. That, that hurts. That is. That is depression and anxiety and frustration at its finest. And also I feel like when we get into the lunar phase and we speak, quite honestly, we give ourselves grace where it's like, I'm not supposed to be starting. a new whatever over here, I'm on chill over here. And that's literally what I'm supposed to be doing. Like that's a break that any one of us could like really do something with, right? Absolutely. You know, like knowing where you're
0: at, yeah. And knowing where you're at and not, uh, as they say, riding the horse the wrong way, because <laughs> you know, like you can't, it's, it's hard to ride the horse the wrong way. And that's what really, uh, lunar phases do for us, especially by progression, mm-hmm. but also in just, you know, mundane reality within a cycle of like just living month a month, like we do, you know, there's yeah. so much to be said about the moon cycles In general, and I mean, this is nothing new, right? I mean, we've been using these
1: since ancient times, like farming. Everything is set up. Yeah, I mean, they're the things we can see. (laughs)
0: Uh. I know this is like a visual, you know, and you feel it. I don't know. I I don't know about all you out there. Like when we have a new moon every month, you feel you're like, huh? You know, something's something's brewing. I feel like I turn a page from whatever like that last twenty eight days was. You know, we feel yeah. full moon. You know, you feel that you're like, ooh, why is everybody just a little bit crazy right now? Why is everything coming to a head? Why is everything you know like you yeah. can feel the the tension? And then when the balsamic moon, as we're talking right now, because we're about to have a new moon tomorrow, right? And tomorrow, tomorrow, yeah. Um, and I don't know about you, but I'm. I'm feeling balsamic. <laughs> and it's not a yeah. salad dressing.
1: <laughs> and not salad dressing. That is right. Yeah, I am too. I I this has been a year of really digging into those lunar phases that has made me so much more aware of them as I like just stand outside or I really watch the events happening. And I can feel like the balsamic phase is very quiet for a minute. And then it's like lights on. Yeah you know, which is sometimes for me though, I know some people are very sensitive to the moon. Like there's a, a full moon and they really have these revelations. And it usually takes me a week or two after that to have this little revelation. But there were a couple, the Aquarius moon we had this year, it was spot on for me. And it was fast and furious to the time that it happened. And I was like, well, that's a first, I think. <laughs> it's like, Well, and I love it too, because like the whole
0: cycle of it, um, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the importance of understanding, you know, cyclical motion uh, yeah. not with the moon, but just in life in general, because I think that's a, like a, definitely something to preface, but with these lunar phases, um, I had a, my, a, a wise friend of mine, Lotus Shaw uh, here in San Diego. He did a whole talk once on um, the the new moon and how we look at Like we look at the new moon, but we'll look at the full moon chart, but we tend to um, bypass that the full moon chart is not an entity within itself, right? The full moon chart is a realization of the new moon seeding basically. And so the second we have the new moon, there's energy Mm -hmm. of the full moon. There's energy of the first quarter. There's energy of the last quarter, you know, these uh, hard aspects of the moon and the sun together that play out the whole time. It's not necessarily right at the moment of these aspects meeting. It's a, it's a larger lunar story that is pieced out as the cycle progresses. And so, I mean, what, Stormy, I mean, what do you think, just like talking about cyclical motion and you kind of mentioned earlier about how important it is like to, to not ride the horse the wrong way, but just in general, what would you say about
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, cycles in, in general, first of all, I just couldn't agree with you more. The energy is kind of, it's caught up because they just, energy is gradual, right? It is Coming and going in perfect timing. But, you know, new moon people who were born under a new moon phase, they tend to be highly, highly perceptive, like five years in advance of things that are happening. So it wouldn't surprise me if during particular cycles of the moon, if they aren't feeling that gradual energy weeks before it starts to come in because energies are gradual in their cycle. So I think that's something, and life is like that, right? You can mm-hmm. absolutely be progressing forward, but also you don't like really see it, but it's happening, Yeah, you know, things like that. But the other thing about cycles that I think of is one, there are small cycles and there are bigger cycles that you can spot or sense or keep your eye on, you know, because, so we've got the, the full moon coming up, 23 degrees of Scorpio going to happen. It's 28-day cycle. We know something's coming back, right? But when was the last time there was a full moon at 23 degrees of Scorpio? Oh, do you mean a new moon? Or, or a, say a new moon? moon? A new it's moon. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Mars yeah. station. <laughs> <laughs> I know. A new moon. So when was the last time you saw a new moon at 23 degrees of Scorpio. That's the large Mm -hmm. cycle. So you can kind of go back. And I love when you go back and look at a large cycle and see what was going on in your life. It's like, it really shows that you're a part of the cycles that are happening on this planet. Julian Venable said it the the most beautiful way this morning. He said, we are in and living our astrology every moment. It is not separate from Mm -hmm. our lives. So it's like, if there is a lunar cycle that is happening, I have to be a part of that somewhere, my life. So you know what I mean? I think when I think of cycles in that big sense, um, it's quite fabulous. It it lets us see what we're doing here, which I think is so important for us because I don't know if there's a single one of us on this planet that doesn't want to know that we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. I think that's what we're doing the whole time <laughs> is trying to to uh, make sure we are in sync with that, and maybe that's part of cycles in general is being in sync um, right. with this energy that we're talking about because when you're out of sync or pushing against the grain as we' were talking mm-hmm. about, um, you know there is just natural tension and anxiety um, and stress that comes out of that, and so okay. knowing how to ride the cycle and it makes me think about this um, man that I met um like a week or so ago, uh, one of my best friends. She lives uh, just in a random house in Oceanside, California, with a bunch of like old men and like a like an old surfer dude. <laughs> and this man, he was like, he was awesome. so funny to me. Like he, I was like, you need to write, read, uh, write the the Dow of surfing because the way he was <laughs> talking about surfing was like a very spiritual experience and a very cycle like cyclical one too. Mm-hmm. Um, because he's like he's like, when you're on the board, I wish I could imitate him. It was like, (laughs) it's so, I don't know. Uh, He's like, when you're on the board, he's like, you got to know like which way you're going to put this. You got to know where the tide is moving Mm -hmm. and how it, you know, the, basically the fluidness of the wave, because sometimes it's going to be this way. Sometimes it's going to be that way. And it's like, It's really about learning how to ride this lunar wave at all times. So you can always stay on the board and keep your equilibrium um, along the way. And another thing he had said too, he's like, I've only gambled once in my life and I played blackjack and I ended up having, in a short amount of time, I ended up with all the chips at the table because... I knew just like with my surfing that everything comes in cycles. And so I knew as I started to um, get more challenging hands that I would bet less and I'd pull back because I knew just like the wheel of fate, right? When we're thinking about like the fate always turning, sometimes you're up, sometimes you're down. If you play when you're down and you low key it a little bit, and then you start to see the sign that you're going to go up, that you're just going to continue to go up until you mm-hmm. see yourself starting to go down. So you don't push the down to go up. Right. You continue to go down until you see the up, and then you push to go up. And I was like, you should have been a professional gambler. <laughs> um, what? <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, and I loved that because, you know, that man knows nothing about astrology. Knows that he's mm-hmm. the, the Tao of surf, but it's the same
1: thing. It's the same thing. Yeah. It's just life and life is, we're all participating. But I do think that when we have conversations like what we're having today and we learn and we acquire the knowledge, it expands our understanding. I really believe that whether you call it God, the universe, higher self, whatever, it does live in knowledge, right? When you know more, it can expand your awareness of what to do with your cycles. Because I tell you what, He's out there surfing and he's not wearing his winter coat to surf. Like you got to dress for the season that you're in. And if you have more knowledge about where you're at, you can make all of the go with the flow kind of decisions that also help you not struggle against that season. Plus, I don't know, like not being crazy or feeling crazy is really nice. And in the balsamic phase, that can be a big thing. The identity gets real blurry typically. Right? It's like am I going crazy? Am I losing my mind? Am I getting a different identity? Well, yeah, you are. Cool. Now, yeah. you're not going crazy. <laughs> you're it's it, it, because essentially
0: what it is is the light's fading. Yeah. There's a disintegration taking place. Mm-hmm. Um and that that it, it's interesting. Like that's why we call it like each month the introspective phase of the of the period. Um And but there's so much to gain from that, right? Because you know, when we allow ourselves to slow down um, and look into the dark uh, and see where we've been and all we've accumulated in whatever timeline the cycle is that we're particularly talking about right now, uh, there's so much to be gained from that. And you know, what better conditions to plant the new seeds? And like you were talking about that rich soil, right? That comes out of the balsamic, Yeah. Um, yeah. So Okay, well, might be getting ahead of ourselves with the idea of moon cycles, just in case there's like some real beginners out there that you're like, what's, I, what's I, you know? And there's different thoughts about how many cycles there are,
1: right? There's like, I, I mean, I use the typical eight. Use eight? Yeah, I use, I use eight in my practice when I'm talking about them online. Like if I'm doing a video, I'm not doing the first quarter moon video. I don't do those. I just use the big ones. We'll do full and new moon you know, just for general people. But in my practice, I use eight.
0: Cause I think they have it up to, um, was it 12? Maybe oh there is a, there is uh, what it's, it's, of course I don't have the information right in front of me. So now I'm scrambling to get it. Cause my Gemini is like, no, you can't go on until you've said
1: exactly what you're thinking. Um, <laughs> oh my God. And that's so funny. Cause I'm thinking, do we need more than eight? Like I, well, and I use eight because of that. Exactly. Eight? Yeah. Do we need more? No, we don't. Um, yeah. So
0: what was it? Um, all right. I want to say it's like 13. Uh, I have like a, no, that's eight too. Well, forget about it. But just know that there's some people that break it down even further than the eight. And I wanna say it might be 12, like they get in there. But You're let's right. talk about the eight.
1: So yeah. what do we got? What do we got, Stormy? What's going on? With oh, yeah. Cycles? Okay, so it's really kind of a neat thing. And I like that with this particular with the lunar phases, you can kind of just stand outside and watch them happen. And I also, in a very practical way, love that pretty much everybody and their sister has made a lunar calendar. So if you you don't want to do that, you can just look at the lunar calendar, which is really, really neat. But so as we're kind of going around and we're starting these phases, we start at the new moon phase where the sun and the moon are are together. They're hanging out. They're like, you know, it's very nice. And it's zero to 45 degrees is about what we're looking at there. But what happens under the new moon energy is it's dark, it's mm. dark, right? Like there's, this, this is magical, it's an intuitive, it's instinctive. And it's, it is just the place of vast, vast creation because it is essentially, because it's so dark, it is a resetting of all, you know, which is what I love about that magical kind of stage of, of the month or of the cycle anyway. And then we go along a little bit. We get between 45 and 90-ish degrees in there, and we have the crescent phase. And this is like, okay, oh, my God, I'm going to say something on the internet. Okay, look, so I used (laughs) to watch Camp Rock with my children, Jonas Brothers, like when they were first cool, okay? And so Nick Jonas writes this song, and he says, I I love when the the moon looks like a toenail. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, right. It appears it wrong, <laughs> right? And that is it. So this is that's how I always think of it now. Is it's like <laughs> it's the Jonas Brothers, of course, because they're ancient uh, toenail phase, right? But in that crescent phase, you think about it. You come from this super magical dark place, and then you get just this little sliver of light where it's like, oh, I can kind of see it, and I think I want to go that way. Mm. You know, so if you start to creep creep forward a little bit there. You we got a ahead. toenail behind you. you, you be like I'm feel, you know, I got something. <laughs> right? It's almost like having a toe in the game, right? Oh, like, I, right? Where can't we take this? <laughs> <Why>? <laughs> okay, so then we move and we get to this first quarter phase. So we're like 90 to about what is that 135? Yeah, I think yeah, we're doing it right. We're doing it right. Okay, good. So we get to this first quarterly phase, and there is a significant amount of, of more light that is available for us at that time. So you think from the inside out, I've had a little sneak peek of like what's going, um, what's to come, but now at this first quarter, you're officially out of those beginning stages. This is not just the beginning anymore. It is in motion. And what's typically happening is you're kind of a little bit in survival mode, Mm -hmm. right? This is like the crisis in action phase because you're like, okay, well, what does this thing do? What do I do? What is, let's see how this thing kind of can roll forward, which is really neat. But you're also, it's an anchoring place where it's like, okay, I've got to ground this down to see what it can do. So it's kind of kind of that neat little phase that happens there. Yeah. It's
0: like the, the, you know, cause the plant is trying to come up through the ground. Like it's rooted, yes. like you're saying, but you know, if you're pushing up through the ground and all you got is your like little plant body that's just gaining some, you know, gaining some light, just gaining enough, like breaking on through to something. Yeah. It, it takes effort. It takes energy. Um, and it takes, uh, resistance. Um, but also like Mm -hmm. tenacity. Um, and there's a lot of challenge that comes there, but it's the challenge of, you know, growth and getting up out of the ground basically. (laughs) Yeah,
1: absolutely. Well, and it's quite right. Cause here's the thing that I think about a lot is like, so at the new moon, you plant your seeds, right? Your seeds of intention and your seeds of whatever. And if that package says cucumbers, you hope to God that they are cucumbers, but in the first quarter phase is when you're going to start to see what you really have, right? Yeah. It's going to start coming up out of the ground and you're like, turns out this was actually a pack of roses. What do I do with that? I like roses. Right? Yeah. Who does it? But if I thought I was planting cucumbers, this is real, real surprise. I heard turnips in my head. <laughs> <laughs> right? But so at this point, you're starting to see, you're like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, solid. These are cucumbers or like, they're not. But what do we do with it? But yeah, yeah. Right? And that's really where I think the gibbous phase, 135, Mm -hmm. 180 degrees comes in because the gibbous phase is like here for it. It's like, did you say, what do we do with this? The gibbous phase, you want to analyze. You're like, what's the most efficient way for me to do this? Is what I'm doing working to help me this it grow, right? It's very analytical, and it is a refinement phase you've come up out of the ground you're going to be the best cucumber that's ever cucumbered but you've got <laughs> to like you've got to like know how to do that essentially right so it becomes very refining for things in in our life at that time then we come back up and we get 180 225 degrees away and we hit that full moon place and it is lit mm It is lit. Like there's so much light available. You see it for what it is. You see it for what it's become. Right. And it's just beautiful because it's like this all has had purpose. Yeah. Everything has had purpose. And it's like you think about that in 28 days, this is happening. And can you at that full moon look back and celebrate that for a handful of days, your life has genuinely had purpose no matter what happened? And that's what I think is so sexy about that, um, full moon phase. Mm. And typically in the gibbous phase, I didn't say this, but typically in the gibbous phase, it's very relational. So maybe some people show up, right? And you start, like there's some people involvement or new relations, relationship involvement. So you get to that full moon phase and it's like, wow, look at all these people that are here. Look at all these resources that are here. Mm -hmm. And it has had purpose is is the point, I think. Then we get to the disseminating phase, 225 to 270. And I am in a disseminating phase right now. And the disseminating phase is beautiful because you've seen it now you load your basket up and you share your harvest with others. That, that whole section of your life that really had purpose now is not just about you. You're going to feed others. And the beautiful thing is, is in a 28 day cycle, we're all experiencing that disseminating together. So it's like we get to communally come to the table and eat. We share the harvest of knowledge, of food, of fear, of whatever how we have birthed. Everybody gets a chance to eat. And by mm-hmm. eating and sharing you become you know you become the the cook and the customer at the same time right Kind of a really neat phase that I'm enjoying that making out of. me hungry. Great, <laughs> I, I, it's, it's full Taurus over here. I'm like, look, I just want to talk about snacks. They're all oh, good. good, that's what's happening. <laughs> okay, so then we come to this last quarter phase, and so you're 270 to, to 350, 315 degrees away from where you started at that new moon, and the last quarter it's breaking down. Things are starting to break down. You've done a thing, you've been a thing, you've harvested that, people have had a chance to eat, you've eaten what they have. And it's time for things to start breaking down. Things that can't come forward in the next phase usually start to break down here in this last quarter. And really the purpose of it that I understand differently this year is that it's because when you get to this last balsamic phase, you want rich, beautiful, sexy soil. But in the last quarter phase, your life, your spirit is sifting out, will will actually make that soil sick or too Mm. rich for something to grow there. So in the last quarter phase, typically what I see in people's lives is that they're not as interested in that thing or maybe many things that they were really so passionate about before. And it's just because it's time to move on from that. Sometimes people outside of us start to give us some pushback. They're like, you're changing. What's going on? Why are you changing? right? And we don't always know. If you don't know you're in that phase, you don't know that you're just, I'm just letting the right kind of things get ready for my soil, you know? Yeah. So then we, we move to that balsamic phase so that we can complete the cycle and get ready for the new moon. And so you have 315 degrees to 360 degrees, and now we've done the whole shebang. And in the balsamic phase, it's rest. We're resting here. The soil is rich. We're letting it assimilate everything we've seen in 28 days or depending on if you're looking at your progressed moon, that's a bigger year cycle, right? But it is really a focus of, I just need to put everything that happened to me together and have an understanding. It's kind of like the womb of things where everything comes together to make sense, but it's blurry a little bit, I think. And this is where I think people are like, what is my identity? What am I doing on this planet? What does it all mean? And it's like, well, hang out for a minute because you're you're about to see. You're just yeah. gonna go and you need a nap first, though. <laughs>
0: okay. Balsamic definitely need nap. You have a balsamic in your natal chart. You these people nap. They're like they, they need a moment, I, whether it's a literal nap or just like give me give me some give some, me some space, downtime. Some, some downtime for for this and um, yeah. and you know and and when Stormy's talking about being in these cycles, like in a bigger sphere, we're talking about the progress chart, which we'll talk a little bit more about and how, um, you know, these are bigger themes of our life as time goes on. Uh, And these phases can last, you know, like three, four years, basically. Um, And so being in a balsamic phase myself um, and being a full moon baby natally, well, actually, I'm a gibbous moon. I was born literally like, Fourteen minutes before the exact full moon in time, so I'm like, I'm a full moon, but I mean, there's still <laughs> that give us element, and so having the balsamic, you know, and that like rest and that like my natural self is like, what? Mm-hmm. It's, that's not. It's, 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 there's like contention there because yeah. you know I'm used to having having the full moon and just being that thing. Um, what's interesting too about the the um, the moon phase is in like like a super simple breaking down point. Um, and I loved all the different analogies because that's how it is You look, that Stormy laid out because that is exactly how it is. And we I tend to think of it like a plant maybe. Yeah. You know, a lot of times that seems to be the analogy that comes out. Um, but when we're thinking about just like elementally speaking, when we have that new moon to the first quarter we're talking about, uh, and, and just so you know when we're talking about first quarters and last quarters, that's when the we have the half moon, just in case, yeah. you know, we have really beginner listeners here. I know a lot of you already know like some of the stuff that we're talking about, but just saying just and in they case. wax
1: and wane. And they yes. wax and yes.
0: So okay. um, so when we're going from new moon to first quarter, you know, this is um a hot and wet phase. This mm-hmm. is like a spring phase. This is, you know, heat and wetness help permeate or like help create growth. And and what you were saying, Stormy, about that being very much... Just so much potential and creation that can come out. So, we have the spring phase in the beginning. And then, once we go from the first quarter moon through to the full moon, and so basically, first quarter in Gibbous phase, um, at least the waxing Gibbous phase, we have the hot and dry phase. And so, that's where we feel like the energy is just heating up. And, like, I love how you said, like, people come on the scene, right? We got new people being introduced. We got, we're analyzing the situation. We want to find out more. We feel the energy. Brewing and intense. And so when it's hot and it's dry, it's like that is that's fire energy, essentially. Yeah. You know, we start with the air energy of the hot and moist, then we get to the fire. But then by the time we get to the full moon and full moon to the disseminating phase, we have the um, we have the cold and dry phase or the earth phase. Uh, and like, like you put, you know, then we know what we're working with, right? We it can cool mm-hmm. down a little bit. It can ground, mm-hmm. uh, we can work and manifest, uh, and enjoy, um, and really, uh, you know, take a lot from without that intense heat of the hot and dry phase as, as the waxing, you know, cause we're at this yeah. point we're waning. And then when we get to that last quarter through balsamic, we have the cold and wet or the cold and moist and that water phase. Um, and
1: yeah, that's cold It's cold and moist, you know, like that is... <laughs> it is. They're, they're emotional phases, yes. I think, when you get into those last I ones, agree. because it pulls on everything that your lunar energies are about. And so it's not just your feelsy emotions, but I think through the lunar cycle, we become more aware of it in those last ones, because it's also your life purpose, are you doing your work and, and through the nodes and that lunar energy where we're able to connect with divine, whatever you call that, um, we get a lot of information and it's it's emotional. It is. I have
0: to say some of the most emotional uh, times that I have been through in my life that I know of literally started at my last quarter Progress moon phase, um, mm-hmm. you know, a handful of years ago, and it was a disintegration in many ways. Um, and it's all necessary. Like we were talking about earlier, nothing's wasted. It's all part of the process, Yeah, but coming to terms with that. And especially if you're someone who, I don't know, likes control, uh, <laughs> you know, there, it can be hard to get through, um, of knowing what is best for you and what needs to kind of fall by the, the wayside in preparation for the the cycle turning over as we illustrated before. Um, Yeah. So, so there's kind of, we talked about like the mundane reality of like using it in our 28 day cycle. And it's so important to live life that way. Like pay, if you're going to pay attention to anything, pay pay attention to that. (laughs) Pay <laughs> attention to that, especially if you're someone who is more emotional by nature or deals with, um, you know, I have a lot of friends that deal with like bipolar disorder, you know, things like that. You want to know what's going on with that moon and especially in relation to your own chart because it can really help you um, right. come to terms with moments in time. But otherwise, there's kind of two ways we can look at it, right? We can look at it in the natal chart, like yep. what you're born with, and then this progressed chart we keep talking about. So let's talk about the natal chart. So yeah. what do we say there?
1: Oh my gosh. So the natal chart, the way that I treat it and the way that I i work with it as I read through and, and relate it to progress charts and people, but it is my first element of grace with people to understand why do you do what you do? Because we make so many decisions from our lunar energy because yeah. it's the thing that makes me feel secure. It makes me feel connected to people, places, things, whatever, the, the grand scheme of things. So- Even if you didn't know that, we consciously, unconsciously, subconsciously, some other conscious I don't know about, make decisions (laughs) from that, right? So how do you make decisions? What's your emotional foundation that you naturally and innately work from? If you can understand that, it also, I think, helps you have some grace, but also understand how you work with other people, Mm -hmm. right? Because there are some people who come in in that crisis of, of action mode, and they are fabulous at being busy. They are fabulous at this. And if you know that about yourself, but you hang out with a bunch of people who are like real balsamic-y and you're like, why do I seem like a maniac? You know what I mean? It's like, you can kind of understand it. So anyways, let's, let's talk about our experiences, of course, with, with the natal. So we'll just start at the new moon. So new moon people, I love y'all. Like, And I wanted to say this before I get in here. It's not like if you get one lunar phase or the other, you're screwed or you're better. No, no. (laughs) It's not like that. They come with their challenges. They all have graces. They all have evolutionary challenges to meet as well. You know, so there's that. True that. But new mooners, I love them because their innate sense is in the dark. It's in the magic. They trust their intuition, something fierce, right? And it's very instinctual and Mm. it's so perceptive. People born under the new moon, like they're like, I know something's coming. I know something's coming. And that's why I say it's so gorgeous to watch them work. And it's also the same challenge because five years before a change is coming into their life, they know they're like, Oh, something's happening. But that's the thing. New mooners are not traditionally patient. (laughs) No, not a patient at all. No. So to act instinctually, to act intuitively is the nature. But then when you have to stop and slow and plan and wait... Ooh, this is a real challenge for our new moon friends, right? Because they're like, no, I have this urge to project action into the world. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, but that's not for another four years. So hold
0: on. So you're going to have to wait, uh, a, a, not even a hot second, a very cold second. And, <laughs> cold. and well, and that's what, that's what happens to new moon too, is that they lose steam. Mm-hmm. And if they can't wait um, and uh, they don't have the right resources, or maybe they have too many ideas because yeah. there is such thing as having too many, you know. Um, what I, I had a good analogy, but, <laughs> but it's I mean, you know what I mean? It's out. It's- Okay, it just new moon right out of my head. It was like it could, it well, could sometimes, manifest. Sometimes too much is just too much. It's right? just too much, right? Um, and depending on if it's your own thing too because sometimes new moons you got to watch for being led by others and getting excited by others energy because yeah. if you if they're like, "Oh, in the moment that sounds great." And then all of a sudden you're like part of this project that you're like, "Oh, I don't know if I have the energy for that."
1: Um, you yeah. know. <laughs> that seemed good at the time. Same good sounded yeah. good. Yeah. Well, and I think that's important to identify to that lead by others thing because new moon it's kind of built into your gig to your lifetime for you to be seen, like to go have some light shed on you to go and mm. be get a little spotlight on yourself and that's not that I don't think that's emphasized enough but it's it's crazy because especially in this last year of, as I've been doing this with clients most of my new moon people are like yeah I do want to be known for that I do want to project myself out into the world like that right? Yeah. Like they're like being all cute and quiet in the dark and being instinctual in their day-to-day life. And I'm like, why don't you let us see you do it then? I think that's such a great point because, you know, when we think about, cause as we talk about these phases
0: and what is so important just in general with, you know, moon cycles is how much light is behind something. Right. Um, and so when we're talking about this new moon and this underground phase, you know, there is no, there's very little light here. And so a lot of new moon people can kind of maybe shun being in the light. But I think if that's part of, cause this is the whole idea of this, as far as the natal chart is concerned and what phase you're born under is if you believe in things such as reincarnation, um, which I do, I definitely think, especially after this past life regression, um, <laughs> that, you know, there are, um, stages of that we're living within the lifetime that's developing some sort of lesson um and even if you get to the balsamic phase it doesn't mean that you're like done like no you're probably going to get a new moon with a whole nother lesson that you got to go through okay. so th- the idea of getting some light behind it this new moon and having that be an essence of its growth that is needed right rather than just completely staying in the dark is um i i really like
1: that a lot yeah yeah. And it's just so instinctual. It is. That's the thing about it is it's intuitive and it's instinctual. So if you're a new mooner and you're not getting out there, please go get out there. Get out
0: there. Well, you know, one last thing I'll say about the new moon too, and I uh, remember Kelly Surtees bringing this up like a long time ago. Um, I want to say she's a new moon person herself, which is always good to hear, you know, hear from the horse's mouth. Um, mm-hmm. But Talking about how new moons, because kind of like what you were saying earlier about being able to see what's coming so far in ahead um, and that nature of being in a transitionary place. And so actually new moon people can really help others. with times of transition, whether, you know, it's birthing things um, or someone, or, you know, I think of doulas basically, like maybe a lot of doulas would have new moons because maybe they can help people over the threshold of birth or of death or of trying situations or of integrating um businesses or something that are in the infantile phase. You know, if you're good at starting things and transitioning things over, you know, that's a strength. Like you don't have, like, don't try to be that person that carries something all the way to the end. No, instead use that starting, you know, energy that you have, um, and and make that work for you.
1: Yeah, that's beautiful. I like, let's go to the crescent phase. Yes, crescent. Get some more light behind us. Let's get a little toenail in the game, a little toe (laughs) in the game, friends. So the crescent phase, people, so you think, okay, you've come from this new moon where whatever it was got kind of created and then here you come and ta-da, right? So you're in this crescenty phase, which we know is a little bit of struggle to kind of focus in on on what it's going to be. But the crescent phase is also a, a more focused phase because you kind of have to get set here on what is the future going to be. But I think the challenge that comes immediately with crescent um, phase natal placements is that you have to let go of the new moon phase. You have to let go of, of the ghosts of the past of what has been, it's really like, but what's your idea for what this is? This is your light, right? Mm. This is your little bit of light out here. So what do you want this, um, to look like here, instead of being emotionally tied to an idea that was maybe given to you, being emotionally tied and staying in an idea of something that happened from the past. I think that's really the trick, you know, when you think there's no light and then it starts to separate, but it's not all the way away from it. So crescent phasers, you are doing that, that little bit of a struggle to get into your own space and phase and ideas. And once you're there, it's great right you're going to you're going to strive you're going to be able to push towards that future because you'll get a lot more focused on what you would like that to look like or what the focus of the future needs to look like for you mm-hmm. and that i think is incredible but it does it is a it is not a suggestion that's the thing i'll say about it too in lunar phases i don't feel like we get suggestions right i think you are required to break free from that kind of past position and let the light start to shine so Yeah, Yeah, that's (laughs) it's a a trip because I don't know about you and your practice, but in mine, I've seen plenty of people where I I meet with them the first time and I just look and I see they're in the crescent phase and we begin the conversation with, who do you still feel like you're trying to serve and attach or who in your life currently wants you to stay the same that you were? Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Right. And they're like, Oh my God. Yeah, I can totally see that too because what
0: happens in that crescent phase is that, like, whatever birthing energy that you've been working with or trying to sort out for yourself, that is just coming more and more focalized. So, to have Mm -hmm. those external, um, you know, references or pressures or anything still hanging on, especially if, if we're talking more in like maybe a progress chart kind of situation. So if you're going to focus that energy and you're building and you're preparing for that first quarter that we're going to talk about, which I think right now we're going to talk about basically natal and progress together. So think about if it's like you're born here or you're progressing into it over time um, let, yeah, sifting that out, um, with that experience. But as just like a natal chart position, I think what it's nice, that, that toenail phase, because, um, you know, it has a little bit, a little bit more focus than the new moon. Like maybe it can, uh, maybe it's not as impulsive, you know, um, (laughs) it can, it can like weed out, like maybe get down to like, have that same enthusiasm and energy, um, but have it be a little more specific um, yeah. and focused, uh, which which
1: is nice. Yeah. Did yeah. we say what what phase do you have, Stormy? I'm a Gibbous phase natally, and I am in a disseminating phase. Oh, Uh, progressed. Okay, so we both have have that gibbous. Yeah. God, I just have every gadget on the planet right now. I'm like, is that a gadget? I should own it because it would help (laughs) me talk about things. Uh, Anyways, we'll get there because we'll get there. We're we're moving on to first quarter, half moon. Yeah, Yeah, but if you're a crescent phaser, remember you're born during a lunar phase that literally says your independence is welcome. Mm, Yes. Okay. So our first quarter people were moving along, you know, you're, you're a little bit further away from your parents and those old ideas than then the Crescent Mooner phase. And this is the crisis in action phase, right? Where it is like, I am good in the first quarter at doing, 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 right? I like to do things. I like to strive. I like to struggle. I'm clearing things. I'm building things. I am in action. In the first quarter phase, so I love it. I don't know how many people I see who are ER technicians practicing in areas of crisis, and this is them at their finest. Because to think as quickly like that, and to move, and to just be in action and pioneer what they're doing at the moment is phenomenal. Yeah, and it feels good to these people to move that way. Typically, right to just be like now. Of course. When is that challenging? When you break your foot and the universe is like, sit down. And you're like, (laughs) what are you talking about? What do you mean? What do you mean? I don't understand. But the other thing I just want to, you know, for a visual, in the first quarter phase, what y'all are also really good at is if there was an old structure someplace, whether you think about a building for work or something in your life, it is stopping you from being in the action that you want to be in. So you'll go tear it down. hmm which is phenomenal, right? Because what are we doing here besides meeting ourselves over and over and over again and saying that's impeding the flow of what's going on or cool, that's that's all right over there, right? Yeah. So, yeah second decisions. That's the space. I absolutely love to watch it. It's intense sometimes for me to be around because I'm like, oh, this is fun. Wait, what are you doing? <laughs> like, but I have all the like, questions, right? Like I'm gibbousy. So I'm like, I would like to know what the first quarter people are doing and they're like, I'm sorry, I can't talk. I'm busy doing it.
0: Yeah because well, it's like when we think about first quarter, especially when we have signs that are in the square together, because if we're talking about like right at the first quarter, because obviously, you know, there's 45 degrees of angle in between these phases that we're talking about. So sometimes um, it can get a little not as exact, but especially people that deal with like right at the first quarter and those squares assigned, there is just an inherent tension that is always like friction, combustion, like popping off. And like, if we think about a car moving forward down the highway, that is combustion continuously moving. And that is first quarter. Um, And why those, you're not, a natal first quarter, especially when it is strong by like square and sign, you're not going to keep that person down. Like there is, they will overcome any challenge and they will be purposely given challenges just so that they can overcome it. So sometimes it can be a little bit of a harder life, but- But they almost prefer it that way because if they didn't, like you said, have a challenge to overcome and had to sit down for a moment, then like, what's the purpose?
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Which is what you have to watch if you are born during that phase is not to go create havoc. Yeah. There's nothing going on right? Like, it's like, well, there's nothing to be in action about. I better create something. And if you look, I mean, you know, it's funny, but also like look in your life. If you're born during this phase, can you, do you, are you able to identify a time where not enough was going on for you? So you made something happen, whether that be you started a business and it's really great, or you created excitement, if we're going to use that word, um, that was kind of unnecessary. Yeah. I just hear drama in my head, you know, and it's the, and so
0: this is kind of what I was illustrating before about talking about my full moon and then being in a balsamic phase. Like I can imagine a first quarter in, um, either a last quarter or a balsamic phase, like Mm -hmm. riding the horse the wrong way, because (laughs) you know, like it's, if you're always trying to build and and move and have the action going forward and grow and like push up out of something when it's like, no, you're meant to decay. You're meant to like, you know, harvest, you know, that these can be challenging. That's why it's so important to know your natal phase and also know these progressed positions that we're
1: talking about. Yes. Cause it can, it's like your roadmap to how to do it. If you're first quarter, but you're going through a progressed balsamic phase and you need to do something in a phase that asks you not to do anything, you get to be, go be like be an action of being, meditate, sit down, clean out your, right? Like you can align it to use it mm-hmm. in the way that is not going to make you feel like your skin is crawling.
0: Yeah. Well put. Yeah.
1: Okay. Gibbous phasers. Which Yay! I love. Yay. And I love this phase because this is where I feel like you get your sexy back. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I love people to come into a progressed gibbous phase because all of this stuff has gone on and you're like, You get into the gibbous phase and you're like, oh my God, I forgot. I'm actually kind of cute. Like I'm attractive. I have purpose. What I do matters. It's just this very like analytical phase. But because you're analyzing so much, it's like, well, now wait a minute. Why am I being so hard on myself? I've been doing things because the analysis is so high that it shows you what's been working and what hasn't been working. But also at this phase, what's happening is these are our perfectors right? Mm -hmm. I I love that. I love that I'm highly analytical about everything because I'm like, well, yeah, you've got something good. Would you like me to share with you how to make it better? Because the other thing in the gibbous phase, it tends to be highly relational. Relationships are really important in this phase because it's almost, there's a back and forth a little bit, I think that happens in the analysis. And I also, man, I haven't been able to put my finger on it exactly, but that getting your sexy back, something seems to really come alive in this phase that projects us into and with other people. It's just so deliciously relational. I really like it, not only because I'm in it, but I love to see people <laughs> come into it, right? It's like, yeah, all right. <laughs> and, and it's the forever, maybe it's because you need more answers. Yes. During yes. this phase, it's the forever why yes. stage. And so, you know, maybe you need more people to ask why to. I don't <laughs> I don't know if you have children who are in the gibbous phase, you probably hear why or some, you're being perfected in some way and they, they're doing it quite lovingly. <laughs> they mean actually... well, they mean well with their why's. No, I yeah. love that though, thinking about the relational
0: aspect of it too, because really this gibbous moon that we're talking about is leading us to the full moon and then the full moon phase after it. So basically 45 degrees before the full moon and 45 degrees after the full moon in the full moon phase, these are, this is the most light we have. It's like, and if we think about reflection, because that's all the light is, the moon is only the light of the sun peeking back at us. That is very much relational. And I think what is so um, potent about that gibbous phase, which you have natally and which I I guess I technically have (laughs) Natalie, by my 10 minutes of arc off, um, is that... Part of the asking and the why and the perfecting that you're talking about is very um, number one. It's very creative because mm-hmm. if you want to know you want to know how to work with all that you have so far and how you can get creative responses and uh, amalgamations out of it. But also, there's still like you're saying with the why, the learning component and why um, we just want to learn so much. And it's like a forever student type of energy yeah. or where mentorship whether you are one or, you're, or you, you know, you're under mentorship and you'll probably be under both either by progression when you're in that time because you're learning, right? We're trying to get mm-hmm. to the maximum fruit of the full. Um, yeah. And so it is a really juicy phase. It can have a lot of contention too with it too because this is a hot and dry phase as well. Mm-hmm. And so I noticed that people that are born with this uh, natally can have challenging moments in their lives too. Like they might have to get through some things, but maybe that's part of the perfecting that we're talking about. And, you know, Mm -hmm. everything getting its, you know, like chipping away more at the form, like we're whittling
1: away the wood that doesn't, you know, like just to keep
0: this perfection.
1: Yeah. And I think because it's such a, you know... Because it's asking so many questions as the why, that it's trying to get to the truth. So in the gibbous phase, it can be about the analysis is, is this helping me grow? by revealing who and what I am or who and what I have or you know yeah. it's a very revelation yes kind of kind of energy so you know even in that you're right like maybe that's the other reason relations are so important because i can only see me here but if i let someone else get involved in my life they show me a different truth you know so it's really i don't know i think it's a a lovely phase but it is it is a why <laughs> phase why why Why? Okay. So then we get to the full moon people who were born under the full moon phase uh, by arc or not. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm still full moon. I mean, it's even by degree. So, you know, I I straddle. I'm a straddler. Yeah. Which is so funny because that is like something a full moon phase would be, right? I know. It comes with, it it comes with an innate instability. It's a this or this. Yes. Both ways. And you think it's opposing in the sky. So we find a lot of times that the phase itself is about perfecting. It's about um, completion, but it's also about high illumination. But illumination of what? Everything. Mm. That's a tricky place to be. So we, we tend, I tend to find that there is a push and pull of the identity mm-hmm. in a full moon phase. And you think about that, the, the sun, which we can see it's out here. This is the external energy. And then we've got the moon, the very internal energy. And they're pulling on each other when you're born. So this place of... My mom and my dad, my this and my this, my astrology background and my accounting, right? Like whatever it is, I tend to find that there is that innate uh, instability in the identity where it's like in the full moon phase, the illumination of is which, which one is yours? What is What is for you? What is deliberately and consciously what you choose and how you choose to live it? Right. But what's beautiful, I think, about a full moon phase being born under it is that nearly you can see all sides. Yes. Right. You're like, well, I mean, but also this. (laughs) Yeah. But also this. So instead of, though, spending a lot of time searching for the in-betweens, I think the the evolutionary goal of this phase is like, pick a thing. What do you want to be? Which is not easy. That is, that's not easy. You know? Yeah. I know. <laughs> like I'm on it, right? Relationships are important to them here as well, though. Be and and I think that what I would say is, full mooners be very conscious with the relationships you're aligning with because it will be an innate mm. tendency to take on a relationship and try and reflect it back. And if that is not your appropriate reflection, yes, you'll know right? It's, it's kind of chameleony, I guess, if I think about a word, but it's like, oh yeah, I'm not actually blue, turns out, <laughs> you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So anyways, but it's a beautiful phase. There's a lot of illumination here. The, so much illumination. So much so that you can't get past it
0: sometimes. Like you're going to be, there's always going to be that, uh, you know, you're, you're going to be seen in some way for, for whatever, you're to be seen for like so. There's not as much hiding that can happen yeah, no. <laughs> with with the full moon. You know, there you're kind of out there. Um, and uh, the component of relationships is so important. And I definitely am going to echo what you're saying about making sure that you are in the right relation um, because. You are going to reflect that back. That is going to be very important to you and your learning process um, and how you're developing. You know your fruits in the world because this is a fruiting phase too. So yeah. something is coming to fruition, um, and and you might find that uh, like. If you're like look at all the important aspects of your relation or of your life, it's it has to do with relationships mm-hmm. because you're you need the reflection of those other people to get closer to yourself because like you I like the chameleon um, you know analogy uh, especially if you're always going back and forth because if you're at either polarity of the energy, especially when you have like an exact, you know, when you get further on and maybe the signs are in, you know, like signs that are in aversion or in conjunct to one another, it might be a little bit different. But when you're in the exact polarity, especially by sign, um, mm-hmm. yeah, there is that direct going back and forth. And then you put a partner in there. And if you're so, um, Uh, Influenced by the reflection of uh, that significant other, whether it's a friend, a a lover, a parent, what have you, you know, that is going to tip the scales in one way or the other. And so, you know, you want to align with people that are going to tip the scale in a way that is uh, beneficial for your growth. Um, So you're not weighed down in some way. But like you said, you know, this phase is all about the bird's eye view. Like if you can meet in the middle, and see the bigger picture. That's mm-hmm. why full moon people make great analysis, you know, mm-hmm. like working with other people because they can see it. You can come to them. They can be a mediator. You know, you come to them, you're like, I have this problem, look at it. And they're like, okay, well, this side, this side, this side, this is the yeah. Okay, this is the thing. Um, and so if we can find the ability to do that within our own selves, then yes. um, that's when you really come into your phase and you're like, okay, I'm, I'm not at odds with myself in this eternal tension. That I'm going right. through,
1: but I feel better. Um, yeah. Oh, gosh, yeah. that's just so true. I mean, I just think that our full mooners carry such a big responsibility for acting so consciously because there's yes. so much light on you. But it's interesting because you know <clears throat> when I think this gets tricky a bit is when you're a full moon phaser and you come into a progressed phase that is, let's say, that crescent phase. Mm-hmm. Or the last quarter phase. And you're going to start taking some actions that make you independent. This can be the time in your life where here you are at 40 some odd years old. And you're like, why do I care what my mom thinks? Yeah, <laughs> You're like, oh my God, I still care what my mom thinks. <laughs> and I'm not going to, you know what I mean? So we get to see that and kind of address that in a work smarter, not harder kind of way that you're naturally going in between and something about that phase of your life is reflecting back to you, but you're also being asked to choose your own independent path. So it becomes this beautiful work of art when you get to sit in a session with this and see how those natal and progress phases work together. Super cool. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, born during the disseminating phase. Oh my God, you got to just go share information. Like you literally got to do what your phase says. It's in the name, go (laughs) disseminate. Share the stuff. Share whatever the all of the stuff all of the stuff. It's a very conscious phase. So what you're sharing, you're conscious of, you're you're choosing to do it. You're like, I know what's coming out of my mouth. I know what I'm doing. I know what I brought to the table for everybody to snack on, right? Like whatever it is though, you're, you are probably like a wealth of information, like stupid stuff too, where you're like, I don't know why I know that. And then somebody comes along and you just tell them, and it's this uh, awesome little interaction, right? It's a natural communicator, sharer kind of phase. It's really very cool, I think.
0: I think Oprah has a disseminating moon, which is funny because all of my hair out I hear, you get a car, you get a car, you get a car, you know? Like, right?
1: She's just yeah.
2: giving.
0: She's like, seed, seed, seeds. Um, Yes. You know, yeah.
1: That's oh funny. my gosh. Yeah. And it's so funny, right? Because in this natural like, communicator phase that you've got going on, your challenge is to remember that just because you have information, you have to meet people where mm. they are and add to their information. And also you have to like not have all of the information. There is still people to teach you as well. And my, my biggest message, if you're in or born under a disseminating phase is you can prepare the plate, my friend, put all the juicy snacks on it. It is the other person's job to eat it. It is not your responsibility mm. to hang out and make sure people eat the juicies you have provided. That's not the point. Your point was to give juicy. It's their job to eat it. Yeah. Drop drop the drop the goods you got. The rest is up to them. Yes. Because you can, it doesn't matter. You, we meet people where they're at, not where we're at with information. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because there's like, because this is kind of where on the other side of the gibbous, right? Because this is technically the waning gibbous. Mm -hmm. um, You know, you got, this is when you are the teacher Mm -hmm. or you are like preaching something in some way and you're like dropping that knowledge. Um, But you're not necessarily here to convert anyone or to, you're just sharing what you got. And, And that's the beauty of it by progression because once you get to the full moon phase that we were talking about earlier, you've kind of reached- your peak in some way. And as you're like reaching your peak and you got all that fruit and that flowers, you know, by the time you get to this disseminating, you're like, oh, well, I better start giving these away
1: before they, they rot at third quarter. Yes, <laughs> <You know>? exactly, <laughs> right? It's like, I've got to like literally go give this away, And it's neat because if you watch in your life, you've been doing something for years. And now it's like, that's, you've harvested it. You know, it's on the back, it's in the bucket already. have it to give, just give it away now. Yeah. Give it away. Give it a, why do I keep hearing song? (laughs) Give it away (laughs) now. That's disseminating as red hot chili peppers, basically. (laughs) That's right. That's perfect. That is perfect. Okay. So then we get to this last quarterly phase and things are breaking down. I'm telling you, I see more people in this phase because you're readjusting. You're like, well, I gave away all my stuff. Now I have empty shelves. What do I (laughs) do with that, right? And it's like a readjustment of what you thought, of what you knew. It's real easy to feel comfortable when you've got enough money in the bank, what you perceive to be enough money in the bank, when you've got enough food on the shelf, what you perceive to be that. But then you give it all away and it's like, Am I going to starve? Am I going to be okay? Is it okay for things to be different? It's a readjustment, right? I'm not actively, typically in this phase, really working on filling my plate with anything else. And other people during my disseminating phase have dropped some knowledge at my door and I've become aware of some things. So I have a little crisis of conscience here. Mm-hmm. I have a little WTF of my life mm-hmm. for just a minute. And that's okay because at that point, I've got new information, fresh cabinet space, and I can eliminate anything else that doesn't fill my life, that doesn't fulfill me. I can correct things and adjust them, right? So if you're born during this phase, sometimes these people, to me, feel like they're in like a world of their own. They're just like doing their thing. They just know how to readjust and look around and say, I should change that. And really what's happening with last quarter, people, I think is you guys are beautifully internal. You understand that the rearrangement has got to come from within. And there's not a lot of question about that. Typically for these people, they're like, oh, oh, there's a disturbance in the force. And (laughs) the rest (laughs) of us are like, what are you talking about? You know, but they know they know about that so old things old ideas old systems old beliefs these are breaking down for you if you're born under this phase and it can take a lifetime Mm. to break down what doesn't work anymore but internally will be where your guide comes from it's really lovely yeah, it seems
0: very uh, self-fulfilling in a lot of ways, like at the end of it, because maybe um, a lot of what needs to be broken away from from the inside job that one has to go through is mm-hmm. through maybe all that was disseminated upon us, all the relationships that right. have gone through, all that we've been taught and learned through our mm. culture and all that. Um, and then you're like, well, but what is my path? And a lot of times that path is maybe mm-hmm. the left hand path. And so a lot of people might find, especially natally um, having this position, that they get to a certain point of their life, especially maybe middle age yeah. zone, <laughs> where they're like, oh my God, I've been in this like job that I've had forever. Mm-hmm. And. Right. I, you know, that like maybe my mom put me, wanted me to learn to be a doctor. I'm like I'm throwing things out there, and mm-hmm. you're like, but I want to uh, just go and be like, um, you know, like live yeah. on a farm and grow and be part of a community. I'm just throwing things right, out. But, but it's just like that. Yes, that's it. And so then you see the path fork, and you you're at a crossroads because that's really mm-hmm. what happens with these, you know, first quarter and last quarter, but especially with last quarter. Because like you said, we've been through so much and then you arrive at the crossroads and you're like, ooh, do I continue on this one? And this right. one that I've paved so well, but maybe it's something inside of me internally is like, "Uh, no, I think that's over. I don't think you have any more growth there. I don't mm-hmm. think that is the rich soil you want to set as we were talking about what well, we will be with the balsamic. Um, and so you have to make uh, what can be deemed as a very brave decision. Very brave Go idea. your own way. And that can create emotional tension, especially once again, if you have a natal chart that has signs that are exactly square one another and you have a really tight last quarter moon, mm-hmm. you might feel the tension in the pole. Um, but there's no way to get through that other than making that call and something might happen as a catalyst in the meantime yes to get yes. you through that crossroads um and that's i see a lot of clients that come in with just that you know they have that phase mm-hmm. and they're at that catalyst and they're like am i crazy to be thinking about this you're are like you? oh absolutely not you are exactly where you need to be and it might make you
1: crazy because you know that you have to like
0: go your own way you know yeah
1: And that's that phase where I'm telling you externally, if it's happening in your life, look around, you might just be in a last quarter phase because people push back. People outside of us tend to push back. It's like, well, why are you changing? You're changing. You're getting, you're not the same. And this is the thing I think about here, right? Like We use this caterpillar to butterfly analogy, which I think is so beautiful, right? But every effing time a caterpillar becomes a butterfly. Humans are not like that. Mm -hmm. You have a choice. You could go become this version of yourself or this version of yourself, right? So this phase is so representative of that. I think you get to choose what's right for you and you'll know because it feels in alignment. And maybe you have to push away and have a fair amount of alone time to Mm -hmm. figure out what you do like. But externally, you'll know because you are not as enthused about what's been going on for several years.
0: Yeah. So basically
1: we have Fleetwood Mac,
0: you can go your own way. So just think about that if you're a last quarter
1: moon, you know. The one. But also Fleetwood Mac. (laughs) (laughs) So we come to being born under this balsamic phase, which is quite intuitive, I think. Yes. Um, All the balsamic phase people I've ever interacted with, and I think about it, it makes so much sense. They know that they're like here for a purpose. They're like, I have something to finish. I need to clean up this. I I need to bring an ending. I need to bring a culmination. I need to bring closure is the word Mm -hmm. to what's going on here. And in the balsamic phase, the way that you have the most success here is figure out what you're going to surrender to win. What gets to be put down in order for you to win? Just like your gambler surfer, right? He's like, No, yeah. oh, I knew when I was coming towards the bottom, I could still play the game. I just needed to put in less, right? And that he surrendered to win because what he wanted to do was just stay in the game. It wasn't about winning at that time, yeah, right? But like he's that. like, hold on, I'll be back for the win over here, right? Yeah. So in this balsamic phase, if you've come and you have this real internal sense, almost even that there's just a lot to clean up or even that you have that sense that you're like, oh man, I knew I did that person dirty in like two lifetimes ago and I really need to set that right. And it's not, the thing is that I want to point out is that this doesn't typically feel scary. It feels if you're born under this phase as it's been explained to me, understood that this is what I'm doing. I am coming to break karmic ties. I'm coming to bring resolution It's a kind of karma cleanup space. And you have the most faded encounters with Mm -hmm. people where you're like, how did that happen? (laughs) Where did that person come from? Oh, was that an angel, right? These kinds of things happen and people in this phase seem to be very aware of it uh, a lot. Yeah, they do. You know, I find that when uh, people have that
0: natal balsamic phase and they sit down in consultation and we go over that, that almost seems like the phase the most where I get the most reaction out of people. Like they're like, oh my God, now it's almost like they have a, a release. Like a lot of times there might be, you know, like tears shed over it because they yeah. r- realize how true that is um, and how. It, you know, when we think of just closure in general um, and coming to close a bunch of doors that are still been open or like fix some situations that are left energetically unclear or a little messy. Um, and like you said, these very fateful encounters that might even be short lasting, you know, like they might just, you might have certain relationships where it just comes in and it, it is all, not all relationships have to be that way, um, but mm-hmm. you'll have certain ones that feel like, oh, We had to shut a door here. We had to come to an understanding. We had to break this cycle that Mm -hmm. we've probably been in for a long time. Um, Mm. But the wisdom that comes with the balsamic phase, like these are like if you have like a balsamic, like if you have a child and with a balsamic moon, you got like a wise old man or woman, like you know, (laughs) basically is sitting with you because there's just an innate knowing and understanding and a maturity and maybe even just a slowing down of uh, energy
1: yeah and I tend to find that between the last quarter and balsamic phases right there where that energy is very gradual these children and maybe you can identify it if this is your phase even for you they like they felt really alienated or different from their peers because information was happening in a way that they understood it was not just a material thing. There's something greater going on. But if they didn't understand that as a children, it is what it is, but they would have felt really kind of separate. And in every single one of those situations, I see that there's like a special someone who grabs that kid and understands them Mm -hmm. It's like that one person, like it's the aunt or or your mom's best friend who's like, no, no, they're just different, right? So your immediate family might not have understood what you were about, but somebody, who was your special somebody who was like your safe spot? And that could be the angel that you're talking, you know, like these just
0: these fate because once again, like you had pointed out, there seems to be just an extra faded notion to who you run into. Because at yeah. that time, if we're speaking of of closure and coming to some sort of like end of a lesson, or you know, there's so many people you could have met on your path before that now come back to like do you a solid, basically. Right. Yeah. Right. And, um, and they do not
1: have to live in the material world. I've known people who are like, I spent a lot of time in prayer with my imaginary friend wrapped in the angels, you know, whatever their expression is something wrapped these special humans in that.
0: Yeah. Cause I feel like there is more like a spiritual quality to, Mm -hmm. to it. And maybe because it's necessary because of some of the things that you encounter on the outside of the world where you do turn to spirit, um, to have that sense of, uh, safety and comfort. Um, and yeah, so, and then, so it's interesting just being in that natally and having that and some, you know, my mom's a balsamic moon, um, and she likes to rest a lot. She doesn't like to do a lot of things, hang out with a lot of people. She's just doing her own thing. And, you know, she's been, so it's not like all the relationships are like really short and faded and like hers with my father kind of was, but she's been in a relationship forever, uh, since I was like in the high school, um, now, and they just enjoy, being with each other and just hanging out and doing nothing together. And so that's right. like the, the kind of relationship she <laughs> likes uh, is like you still have the long-term relationship, but she wants to be with someone who's just going to chill too. Chill. Like, you're not going to be chill. all, Yeah, you're not going to be all full moon. You're like, I want someone who's going to sit and watch TV with me or maybe like allow me to do my own thing and then we'll, mm-hmm. you know, and so ah. there is that quality of like just being a little more chill, needing some naps that we were talking about. Um, but yeah, being in that. And so I'm in that balsamic phase by progression and getting used to that as a full moon, um, in really wild. Yeah. The whole disintegration of my life until this point started exactly at the last, last quarter progress phase, Mm -hmm. like almost to the month. And it was like incremental changes and, you know, faded situations that kept breaking, 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 breaking things down. Um, and that can be hard to, to deal with. Um, sure. But once you get to the balsamic, I think you make
1: peace with it too, because isn't that part of balsamic? It's just making peace. Yeah, but it, it may, your peace and someone else's peace, the peace that you're gonna make with that comes in your time. because I'm telling you, I feel like the identity gets wiggly here and that gets scary to us or it gets blurry because it's almost like when you get to the balsamic, you're, you're done with some things right? It's just done. But it's like, well, if I don't have that, what do I do next? What do I yes. become next? And then I'm like, calm down. You're going to get a new moon phase and you're going to create who and what you're supposed to be next or what is fated for you starts dumping in at that time. But it's a trip yeah. And to tell people, literally, I'm not like asking you to go meditate because it's like a good practice. I'm like, go sit down and be. Yeah. Have you Being heard of a thing called patience?
0: Have you heard <laughs> of, you know, living and let live? You know, yeah. like
1: these are to the max. Now, now I'm thinking live and let die. You know <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have this is gonna have to be the like lunar phase soundtrack yeah. available 2021. Yeah, we need a playlist to
0: get, uh, well, we're, we're, we're like a quarter of the way there. I've got, i oh things gosh. for, you know, um, that's funny. I should put, put that together. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so, so basically, you know, we illustrated like kind of like how to look in the natal chart, how to look in the progressions. And maybe if you don't know about progressions and stuff, that's why you can always come see people like myself or Stormy or, you know, another yeah. astrologer that you're, uh, familiar with or interested in uh, we can help you with these things um, but when you know those phases and look at those phases just start thinking about this um, and where you're at at this point in life what you were born with, uh, where the current moon cycle is and the energy that you're working with now when we have a, like something that comes right into our face. put those three together. Where is it now in the sky? what was I born with and where am I progressed and like put, paint that picture. Um, to get a better idea of how to uh respond and react because that 's what a moon does right we 're reflecting we're responding yes. we 're reacting. I call it the behavior motivator you know uh-huh. with and so know where you're uh where you're at with these three things um and uh yeah and and basically just honoring that stage of life so. Stormy, would you have any like just overall advice uh, about everything
1: we talked about or only like wrap up words or last things you just got to tell people about all this? Yeah, I think one thing I I realized as we're going through it, I don't know if we ever actually said it, but all all we're doing from the progress chart or the natal chart is you're just calculating the distance between your sun and your moon. That's it. That's, that's what you're doing. So count. And then, you know, you can look online and see that they have the little divisions that'll tell you, you know, zero to 45. And then you can, that's an easy way for you to find where you're at. And it's the same thing in the progression. That's it. You're just counting degrees in between how far apart they are. There's also, if you don't want to do that, that. There are programs out there that will calculate it for you. So it's available just in case. I just thought about that. Like we talked all about it. <laughs> and we know about it. But if somebody's listening and you're new and you're like, well, how do I find that out? That's that's how you find that out. So just that. Yeah. And man just love on yourself right everybody says love yourself and I'm like yeah well if we could all do that we'd probably just be rocks or not be humans or something yeah (laughs) it's like here you get this is there are very few opportunities I think in life to just give yourself a big cup of grace and like chill out accept where you're at get out of the rat race of what it's supposed to look like and by honoring where you're at it'll tell you You're not in this heavy teaching phase of your life. You're in this phase or the reason you're still working on that or it's back to your table is this. And that is to be honored. You're only here to do your work, right? So let that be special and sacred and important of of what you're doing. And the more you can find out about how to do your job better, the better CEO you'll be of your life, right? That's right. no more you can do more. You have different options. So man, just... And breathe it in. And if today you're listening to this and you're like, oh my God, I'm so overwhelmed. I can't then don't like, don't breathe this in today. If This isn't your jam today. Put it to the side. The moon has not stopped being the moon since forever. So you'll have a chance to maybe investigate it again later.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It'll always be there. We'll always be cycling around. We're going to be cycling around and it always moves. You know that is, I'm, I don't know why I'm like all about like the sayings today, but I'm like this too shall pass because that's the whole idea yes. and even in the cycles is that you know especially as we go through with the transits or progressions is that it's not going to be there forever. So like really embrace the stage you're at um, and ride that wave to you know give that surfer credit. In, in the way that that phase is because that's where your point of success is and success looks different for everybody at different states of life. Um, so, you know, like, I don't know. I feel like it is relieving mm-hmm. in many ways to know this information because it can either take options off the table or it can put options on the table. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and that's helpful. Yeah.
1: And it stops humans from being crabby, which I think is
0: lovely. As a cancer, I'm like my mommy's what (laughs) my mommy's always call me crabby Appleton. She'd be like, I'd be she'd be like, good morning. She's like, good morning, rise and shine, bright and bushy, and I'd be like, you know, just ah. And I, now I think about it, it was, you know, what's so funny is now that I think about it, when she would like say that to me, like, this is like early high school years. And that is when I was in a balsamic phase, my progression. Right. And there's, like, there's, like,
1: no. there's nothing bright and bushy here right now. yeah, um, yeah. And if you're coming, I just say this, I, I'm almost done. I swear to God, I just came to me though. But if you're in a balsamic phase, what could be happening truly is you're riding the wave of something that got started, you know, maybe a little bit before. But I see a lot of people give birth to people and things during the balsamic phase. Yeah.
0: Ah. Yeah. Well, like to, to, to play it as one of the first things you said, Stormy, is that these dark phases of the moon are voids of creation. So... You know, like, and you referenced it as a womb many times too, and that is on either side. And so, maybe some of that resting is having that time for birth and gestation and getting to the, you know, like, yeah, because when you are birthing things, whether it's like a human or a creation or whatever, sometimes you need time with that. Sometimes you yeah. you need the time and the downtime, um, and the space in order to coddle that and to get it into the form that it needs to be in so that maybe you can then go about your life in another way or like build it yeah. further. Um, and so, you know, I think that that's, that's great. I
1: love that. Yeah. I me too. That. So birth things, balsamic phasers, progressed balsamic phasers. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I love, love that conversation.
2: <laughs>
0: I love this conversation with you. So we're definitely gonna have to have Stormy back. And when I say we, that's my Gemini Mars talking. I tend (laughs) tend to refer to myself as we for some reason. (laughs) That's okay.
2: I'm like a she,
0: a he, a they. I'm a we. Yeah, that's how I will. Um, So, I well, we hope that you enjoyed this program. There was like so much rich uh, moon, uh, you know, content to take in. Um, But okay, so I know you're still with us because how could you not be after these riveting tales of the moon that we told? So, Stormy, once again, tell people where they can find you, what you got going on. You got anything? You always got some. What you got? Disseminating. I'm in a disseminating
1: phase. I have. What scene are you dropping? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, you can always find me on YouTube at Stormy Grace. You can find me at stormygrace.com. Um, I have a podcast, I have a Patreon, I have, and I haven't, an, it can be social with me. I'm in a disseminating phase. I even have a TikTok right now. Oh my God, from my children. My children have also helped me disseminate information by making me a meme, which is now going around Snapchat, which I just think is- What? A yes. My, and they use- I love my children because they see me as their mother, not as their guiding astrologer, you know? So they have used the most unflattering picture. Of course. So funny. And I'm like, okay. So I'm also a meme if that's important to you. Uh, I have the eat and greets going on every week. There are multiple astrologers coming. We do a live session. We teach, we talk, we have a snack, and it's all about astrology. It's building community. It's sharing information. It's bridging the gap from some astrologers who are not tech strong you know, it's, it's doing a lot and I would love to see people there. I'd love to have you. It's free. Come check it out. And if you want to see them ad free or you want more content, you can join me on Patreon too. So lots, lots going on. I'm speaking all over the planet. That plate is full. I don't even know
0: what to eat off your platter because there is... It's a buffet. You can keep coming back. I keep coming back and definitely go check out that YouTube because she has fan so many fantastic episodes of like world renowned astrologers yeah. uh you can come if you haven't watched the one we did you know we had a it's really so good fun. time and it is almost relevant what we were talking about yeah. the <laughs> we're, So we're getting there yeah we're, we're getting there so definitely go go check her out. And of course, I'm going to do a blog post and share her information as well for which you can find me at energeticprinciples.com for that and over on Instagram and Facebook at Energetic Principles. Um, and actually, I'm finally getting back up to uh, now that Mars is stationing, uh, you know, going forward here and I took a little time off, but I am ready to get back into the teaching game. So I'm actually going to be... Uh, working on my 201 class uh, for those who took the 101 um, I'm going to be doing the 201 here in the beginning of the of 2021 and so more information will be coming out about that soon it's going to be more on forecasting with transits and progressions like we were talking about today so taking that natal chart information and now putting it into predictive uh, techniques so if that's something you are interested in um, and want to come learn and you don't have to do the 101 to get to the 201 because I know a lot of people are like I've already got the 101 one. I want you to teach me transits and yeah. progressions and stuff like that. So that will be coming in the early part of next year. So uh, stay tuned. Um, so what else do I need to say to people? Okay, you know you enjoyed this episode, so share it with a friend. Sharing is caring. Get it out there. You know because um, it uh, spreading the word is like the most valuable thing. It's like marketing. Yeah, I mean you could pay for advertising, but you know the best advertising in the world is mouth to mouth and not resuscitation.
1: This is, So I'm just talking. I'm just, That's oh when what? marketing is needed. It when is, you're at the yeah. point of res, resuscitation, <laughs> yeah. it's needed, not desired. desired.
0: Yes, exactly. Um, so spread the good word, you know, leave a review wherever you listen to this podcast because it helps myself and Stormy be seen to further audiences. Um, so yeah, well, Stormy, it was such a pleasure hosting you. I do hope you come again and visit me. Uh, and if you ever want me back, hint,
1: hint, I will <laughs> gladly come hang out with my fellow broadcaster anytime. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It's been, it's been so great and we have good energy together. It's always a good time. So um, I'm ready. I'm ready anytime. Perfect. She's ready to disseminate. My <laughs> balsamic mood is like, okay. It's like, Gonna,
0: yeah, you are smarter, that? not harder. Yeah, I yeah, we am, that I that worked, we'll talk. I we exactly that's what I'm saying. I was like, she's got seeds and I've got soil. So <laughs> all right. Where, where am I today? Okay. So, all right, everyone. Well, we thank you so much for tuning into this program. Uh, I wish you a wonderful uh, whatever you're doing out there and happy Mars station retrograde. And we're almost to the end of 2020. Can you believe it? I'm excited. I hope you are too. So thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, may the stars be with you.